0: Today on In Awe by Bruce, we have the pleasure of having Craig Smith on the line. Now, Craig began his Christian ministry through music. He charted many top 10 songs, Dove nomination for Best Worship Album, CSAC Inspirational Songwriter of the Year, but now he pastors his local church in Arkansas and has founded Village to Village, which works with underserved regions around the world through the transformation of people in Christ. And then taking that transformation into the families and the communities so that he can help them break the cycles of poverty, addiction, and abuse. Some of the places that they're touching, Uganda, Thailand, and right there in Arkansas where he's pastoring his church. Today we'll touch on those as well as Craig's new devotional, Awaken the Dawn. I love the fact that as a songwriter, he's writing a book that's a devotional for us. And all the prophets from Awaken the Dawn go to village to village to help break those cycles. So, Craig, welcome to In Awe by Bruce. Thank you so much, Bruce, and thanks for inviting me. Oh, glad to have you. Let's start at your beginning first, so people understand where you're coming from. What was it that God used to lure you into a relationship with Him? I'm originally from Louisville, Kentucky,
1: and as a very young boy, I just decided I wanted to be a drummer. So... My dad and mom let me start taking drum lessons, and then I think I started seeing different rock groups on television and decided that's what I wanted to do, carried that on for Mm -hmm. uh, several years, and a manager from New York City moved to Louisville, and he ended up um, becoming a Christian after six years. And He was about 20 years older than we were, and he had managed musicians. That's all he had done. So we were all questioning that because it was for for so many years, for six years, he had said, you guys can do whatever you want to do. And then he uh, his lifestyle radically changed. That's what allowed me to start taking notes that there's some there's some real substance to this. In the meantime, during his conversion, I also, a girl that I'd been dating, we married, and over the first just very few weeks, short months, the marriage was very, very rough. So I was encouraged to go to church. I did. My wife and I became Christians, the same service. And man, that's been so very, very long ago. We just celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary. So wow. It has been a, a. If you ask my wife how long we've been married, she will tell you. Or throughout the years, she would say, "Well, whatever the year happened to be." But now she would say fifty, but really forty-nine because the first one was so
0: horrible. <laughs> well, congratulations, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Then, so is the music then probably switched at that point. It
1: did. We uh, a few months after I came to know Christ. The opportunity, even though I was raised in a church as a a young boy, I just didn't connect, as you know, with a relationship with Jesus. And Mm. so I knew a lot about God, but didn't know a lot about relationship with Him and how incredible that was going to be. So we had an opportunity to go to a college in another state, Bible college. We moved. We did. After college, I, I moved to Fort Smith, Arkansas. And musically met with some guys. I was actually, while I was going to college, I was working in a a recording studio as a studio musician to try and earn a little bit of extra money. Mm -hmm. And I met some guys who had put together this contemporary Christian music group, great guys. And it's the first contemporary music as Christian that I'd been introduced to. So they said, Hey, why don't you move to our city? We did after a bit of time. And I thought we would live here actually in this Fort Smith, Arkansas area for maybe three to five years, we've been here ever since. And this is where we home based from. And I just started ministering with music on college campuses and just doing different things. Ended up, there were some record executives at a concert one time in Houston. And as there are so many stories that are so similar in that realm of Christian musicians, got to record several times. I'm grateful for that. It was a, a great honor. But my, I love, love, love music, obviously. But man, I love to see more than anything people genuinely connecting in a relationship with Christ because mm-hmm. of uh, how transforming it is, obviously. So, so yeah, the music changed.
0: Yes. Now propel us forward. So you love to see the transformation of people and you saw it as a musician, but now you're doing village to village and you've written this devotional. Tell us about the passion that came in to do that.
1: began taking some short-term mission trips to Central America spending quite a a bit of time there, and honestly, drawn to the children of the villages, just beginning to think, what if we were to, we being the guys that I'm associated with, what if we were to just focus our concentration on the children, Mm. and seeing if we couldn't, over a long period of time, instead of just a short visit, invest in whatever groups we happen to connect with spiritually, And the first opportunity that really came into play was I met a gentleman from Kampala, Uganda, outside the capital city of Kampala, Uganda. Mm -hmm. We became friends. He had a heart and desire to change his culture, and he wanted to do it the same way through what if we reached out to the children and just poured our lives into them for a decade and a half or two decades. So that's where we began with village to village honestly was we worked with a small school that had perhaps 12 to 15 students meeting in a dirt floor hut outside of Kampala in the village of Ganda and today in fact we just sent some supplies and food just recently we have uh, just under 300 students many of them living on campus uh, about 27 staff there from the village and we've gone from being somewhat repulsive and and a lot of resistance in the village 11 Mm -hmm. years ago and God giving us favor just because we tried to do what Jesus would do, which is genuinely love them and serve them. And by spending that time serving them, it gave us credibility where awake and the dawn came into play Musicians don't have the reputation for always first one out of bed in the morning. Uh, typically, musicians keep going around 11 at night and typically go to two or three or something. But after becoming a believer, some of my mentors began to say, man, you try getting up early. Try getting in the Word early and praying early. So I, I did, and I've, it's just been a habit, a, a good one that I've tried to discipline myself for decades now, really. And getting up early doesn't mean you're more spiritual than the next guy. I understand that. But for mm. me, it kind of became a lifeline where I would just get up somewhere between four or five and get in the Word and pray, and hardly anybody's going to bother you, Bruce, as you know, really yeah. early in the morning. <laughs> so as I did that, there were some guys that, that I was discipling in our area, and they, they just said, hey, would you call us and wake us up or send us a text or something when you get up? And I said, man... You're going to hate me for doing that. So what I'll do, I'm going to use the Lord's Prayer, which has a rhythm, the main topics of the Lord's Prayer, and I'll take those main topics, and I'll get a scripture every day with a topic, and then just a little paragraph and a small prayer at the end, and I'll shoot that in an email to you. That started with two or three guys and just continued to uh, grow, and those guys would send it on, and it just began to unfold and finally we decided with some friends and connections that the Lord made that we would put it into a book to be released in September here shortly. But then at the same time, probably 15 years ago, any any music that myself or my best friend is a guy named Paul Mills. He's a producer, arranger, writer. Mm-hmm. And anything that we've done musically that's involved me, we are have been using the proceeds and we we just give that to missions. So it's we saw it building, uh, not only supplying food and educational materials and, and different things like that, but entire floors of buildings being constructed by just not taking any of the finances ourselves. Yeah. And Awaken the Dawn then has a twofold mission. The first mission is, of course, we are hoping, hoping that it will be sort of an on-ramp, if you will, for people to establish a quiet time with the Lord, particularly in our Western culture, we have so much thrown at us in the realm of information and being busy. As you and I speak, many would say the culture is pretty sideways. Yeah, and the stability and our hope is where it's always been, and that's in our relationship with Christ. So, awaken the dawn. We thought if we can get an on-ramp for people using the Lord's prayer. I mean, if had we been the disciples with Jesus in his day, and gone to him and said, wow, you know, we've been watching this uh, incredible ministry of yours kind of unfold. It's effectiveness. I mean, people are drawn to you, and it's kind of effective. And we also notice you sneak off and pray a lot.
0: Mm.
1: (laughs) So would you teach us to pray? Hmm. You and I, we both know, Bruce, that, that Jesus would not give us his B game. He would give us his, this yeah. is what I think is going to be the best outline for you, Craig and Bruce. So I've, I've just taken the Lord's Prayer and taken that rhythm of sequences and in that order. And so in a year's time with Awake in the Dawn in the book, you will uh, have gone through the Lord's Prayer 52 times and Goodness. It's So mission one of Awaken the Dawn is to get people in closer relationship with the Lord during these pretty tumultuous days. And the B mission is to bring visibility and uh, hopefully more provision for what we're doing with the kids.
0: So the proceeds go to the children that you're working with, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me take devil's advocate side here on this, because I love this. Somebody might say, though, gosh, 52 weeks on the lord's prayer is there really that much there <laughs> yeah i uh i get that
1: yeah i used to look at it myself and uh, as we all do we would honor that prayer and mm-hmm. many times i've thought this in the past that sometimes we can go through it in a few seconds reciting it a little bit like giving your social security number and your personal <laughs> information at the license bureau but it can be very, very sincere and wonderful in brevity. But I think like so many things in, in the Bible, and I'm not a scholar, Bruce, I'm a spiritual foot soldier like so many out there. But I think as with the kingdom of God, as with the Lord, there are so many multi-layers. I mean, just think of all those times when you've read the word, read a passage, a scripture, and then you go through it again a month later and and you find, oh my goodness, there's there's a little bit more depth here. Oh, he could be saying this. He could be saying this. And you kind of, the further you dig, the more little treasures and gems you may discover. And the Lord's Prayer, I think, is so much like that. It's multi-layered. So if if we begin and I and I just say, Our Father, who is in heaven, holy or hallowed be your name. I can say that quickly and and mean it very sincerely. Or I can start thinking about all of the aspects and characteristics of the holiness of my father mm. and his depth and breath. And man, I can stay there for a long time, 52 weeks on the same prayer. Wouldn't that get a little bit boring? It hasn't to me. And I've been doing it for a little, mm, probably close to three decades now, just using that rhythm. And and certainly, Bruce, I'm not saying that is the only way to pray. Never would I say that. I Yeah. I just... I just think again, if we came to Jesus and said, "Hey, would you teach us to pray?" He's going to give us his uh, the best outline. And so, if you kind of look at it, perhaps as an outline that is beautiful unto itself, but then also, if you were to look at it as Roman numeral one or or section one, "Our Father," and section two, "Your kingdom come, and Your will be done." There's a lot of things within each of those primary. Subjects that there's a lot of depth to dig down. I think,
0: and I think that's really the answer is that there's so much in the things that Christ said and what they meant and how they connect to other things and and the depths that that's that's what it is. It's like a springboard for us to go deeper, right, and think more about it. Absolutely, I think that's a hundred percent correct, sir. Yeah. So tell us about how you break down your devotion each day, because I know you have like a method in it. Explain that more to to the listeners. Well, as uh, you and I were talking
1: earlier, before we began uh, your podcast, we were just talking about how, I mean, my attention span, I have to work on it even at this point in my life, and I feel like I'm pretty focused and disciplined at But at the same time, my wife may totally disagree with me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there are so many snippets of information that are thrown at us in a day's time. And so, what I thought again was, I don't want to write or attempt, nor am I qualified, I don't think, to to write a, an in-depth theological approach to each one of these topics. Mm-hmm. What my heart is, I read some, some surveys and that's been several years ago about the amount of time that people who attend church and would call themselves Christians mm-hmm. actually spend reading the word or praying. It was pretty minimal. And honestly, the uh, prayer devotion in a day's time or a week's time was, uh, it just kind of shocked me. So what I wanted to do was to give them a daily offering kind of a taste you know psalm says uh, taste and see that the lord is good so i thought if there's one passage of scripture based on each one of those themes so there's seven primary themes in the lord's prayer mm-hmm. uh, the number 7 is what is referred to often as the uh, the doxology because in some of the some of the translations they don't always list yours is the, the kingdom and the power and the glory forever but church tradition has accepted it as what we would call the doxology. So I take each one. There's a key point. Each day, a key point. There's a scripture to match the subject. So if I'm give us today our daily bread, I mean, that seems like it could go by pretty rapidly. But but if you start praying, well, hey, wait a minute. We just said the Father first. He is holy. He's worthy of being honored before we do anything else. And then we move to kind of step two, which is your kingdom come and your will be done. It's like the priorities and the emphasis are on you, God, and not me and not humanity. And if I make you first, we all end up winning anyway if we make him first. He just, he's such a good father, he can't help but blessing us. But if that's if that's the next area that we move into, is like, Lord, what is your will? What's your will for my my life and, and my community? And I always have thought it's kind of interesting that the next thing he says is... Uh, it's all about provision. Give us today our daily bread. And while that certainly is true at face value, food that we need, nourishment for daily, but I also am very fascinated thinking that if we just finish honoring the Father and praying for his kingdom and his will, that man, provision for everything we need to accomplish that, including the sandwich at lunch, but all of those things are going to be required for me to honor God in the way he just wants me to honor him, which is going to be the greatest adventure that you and I could ever embark on, that he's going to provide those things necessary to to fulfill his will. To answer your question, each Mm -hmm. topic or subject per day has a scripture, a paragraph or two to comment on that scripture, just an encouragement, and then a prayer for those uh, kind of been amazed. There, There are people that can pray all day, days, weeks. I'm just stand at all of those people that have such deep, rich marathon prayer lives. But there's a lot of people that I've met that will also say, Man, I I ran out of things to pray in about a minute or two. Yes. I only provide them with a personal prayer from my life force at the end. So each day there's a scripture, comment on that scripture, and a prayer relating to it all to be that on-ramp spiritually for the day. And then The next day, it's a different topic in the Lord's Prayer, repeating the same pattern.
0: So, Craig, if I'm somebody who's like nervous about time and that's a concern, I'm thinking, I don't want to get into something that's going to take real long and every, this could take as long as you want. But really, you're looking at it more and based upon the kind of lives and everything we have, just to get people into this, what would it normally take somebody who might be on that side of things? I need to get things done fast or whatever. Well, it's funny, you know, uh, it's not funny. It's a good question,
1: Bruce, uh, because uh, as I started writing them and we also have an audio version, of course, it's going to be out a little bit of a different audio version, actually, uh, because it's going to have a music bed to it that we've been working with for quite some time. And we sent several of these to probably a little under 20 folks, just at random folks, people I knew, people I didn't know. and just ask them, we want this to be. We wanted to be a tool that people use, not something that just finds its place on a bookshelf or underneath the cabinet, never to be seen again. So, help us! I don't mind being a team leader, but I love I love a team, and and primarily because most everyone else has so many higher skills than I do. I just love hanging out with the smart people. But <laughs> uh, so people would help us, and many of those would be guys who get up and go to work. They barely grab coffee and rush out the door, whether it's work, whether it's school. Yeah. And so we kind of did it. So again, if this would be an introductory offer, if you will, to establish a rhythm in their lives, almost every one of those people that we had volunteered to be a test pilot, if you will, have all seen, not necessarily using everything that, that I've assembled for the book, but it is producing what I hoped it would produce, and that is people just digging in, but then they start digging in for themselves a lot further and mm-hmm. uh, journaling. So I think you could do this, and you could read it in three minutes to five minutes, or you could spend uh, 30 minutes uh, in contemplation if you wanted.
0: Okay, good, because I, I think that's the question a lot of people are going to ask. It. The, the key is that God wants to have that relationship with us. He's a relational being. He's made us relational. We need that. And so just to start somewhere, it's, I forget that movie where it was just baby steps. Yeah. And so we can get in there. And then the next thing I think I'd ask as I was listening to this is, okay, so what results have you seen in people's lives? Well, again, the thing that has excited
1: me the most is, uh, and the reason we continue to pursue it. So here's the secret. I haven't told anybody yet. You're the first to hear this. Okay. Uh, As the very first two to three guys that requested, I wake them up and I said, I'll send you something. Well, after about, it was kind of fun for me to do it. Just thinking, oh, hey, I just, uh, these guys are reading these emails uh, after they make coffee. But then after maybe a few weeks, I don't really remember how many, but I almost thought, oh, man, they still want me to send things to them. And so then I started feeling the weight of like, oh, no, I said I'd do this for a year. What was I thinking? <laughs> so I am being 100 percent honest. Like as we got into maybe month number four or uh, yeah. five, I was just hoping that uh, maybe they would go, yeah, we're good. <laughs> but, but and there's, that, there's actually we... Once we got a few hundred that were, because uh, they would send them out or other people would say, would you add me to your email list? And uh, there was a guy in, in Scotland that I don't even know who added it to his men's ministry list, and he sends it out. To, that's happened a lot. So once we sort of put it on the assembly line, that's what it seemed like. It's We started something that we were uh, going back to God and going, Lord, this was so wonderful and fresh when I first started I'm not sure I can do this 365 times, right? <laughs> but I just I love it when I hear people say that uh, hey, that something happened. We didn't get in the email list today, or when is the book coming out? I can't believe it's going to be a book. Nor can I. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm grateful. The thing that's most fulfilling to me is to hear people when they say my time with the Lord, whether it's early in the morning like mine or it's late at night. I mean, I have some police officers. I mean, their their shifts are strange. Mm -hmm. So whenever they can grab the time, when they start talking about, I get it now. I understand how wonderful it is to spend time with the one that loves us the most and cares for us the most. I guess myself, I just didn't realize how here we have this entire thing we call the church. Yeah. And how little... Maybe that we spend our time with the head of the church, the one that
0: loves us the most, Jesus. Mm. Wow, that's this is great stuff. And uh, and so the next question is, where uh, can I get the book? Pre-orders
1: are already available. You can get it at Amazon, Target, anywhere I think books are sold online. You can also get them in in store as of September. 13th. I should know okay. this, shouldn't I, Bruce? Uh, you should be able to get them in-store, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Target, just any of your major retailers like that.
0: Great. And so last question, what's next for you? We are
1: continuing to, again, as I said, the B mission of this is for Village to Village. We, I hope in the next 10 years that we can solidly get four places around the world that we call Hope village and let those be living models that can be replicated in other places so i am working a lot of energy toward that while at the same time beginning 2023 we're going to begin to host some in person times where you come in for a friday night and a saturday morning and we actually spend some time in in worship and in prayer going through the pattern of the lord's prayer together oh great
0: Great. So that'll be down in Arkansas?
1: We're going to begin here, but we're pretty sure uh, we're going to be taking it to other locations around the country. Well, that uh,
0: leads me to say, if you come to Columbus, Ohio,
1: <laughs> let me know. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much,
0: Bruce. <laughs> hey, just want to say thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, God bless you. Appreciate all your work. And uh, just thank you for taking the time to be here on In by Bruce.
1: Thank you for inviting me. God bless you.
0: Okay, thanks, Greg. Bye.